Welcome back to the Collaboration Chronicles, episode 17. Nick and I are back today to talk about governance. And you're probably thinking, governance? What, what, what does that have to do with cloud? We don't need governance in cloud. This is Office 365. This is G Suite. You don't need governance. But, you know, I think we want to bring a perspective today uh, that, that we think governance is something that a lot of companies skimp on. And to us, you know, uh, I guess to me, I'll start and then Nick can add his perspective. Governance is much wider than just uh, controls. And, and to, to me, governance is really about how you manage the platform, how you manage the user experience, how you manage the change experience, and, and everything around it with accountability and responsibility uh, for, for managing the platform. So, you know, what do you think, Nick? What, what, like, I, I know we've talked a lot about governance, uh, and we, we, you know, why do you think governance is the missing link today? Well, you know, it just uh, everybody knows we're at the event here uh, in uh, in Phoenix, and uh, we just uh, had another function with a few um, other uh, executives uh, at other sort of large companies, and uh, governance sort of came up as an issue, right? Yeah. Um, and I think part of it is that the M365 platform essentially offers, for the first time, so many different capabilities and so many different. Um, features and so many different functions yep. that all interrelate. Now it's not perfect, but you know, in, in a simple whether you're E3 or E5, it really doesn't matter. There's just so much there. Um, and finally, instead of um, having uh, you know compliance and and, and 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 you know be based upon one sort of product feature function at a time, you know, I'm going. I don't have a labeling product someday. I'll buy a labeling product. I don't have a Casby product someday. I'll buy a Casby product. I don't have a you know, pick out a um, auto classification product. I don't have this. I don't have an e-discovery product. Well, Microsoft sort of gives you everything at once, right? So on the one hand, it gives you significant benefits. On the other hand, you kind of have to all figure it out at once, um, or yeah. at least think about all the consequences right. of everything sort of all at once. And, and you don't have to implement it all at once, but um, you know, it, you can't go back and rethink things and, and re sort of figure things out if, if you're going to do it quickly. So yep. I think that's the, that's the pressure that I saw. Um, even with folks we were talking to recently in terms of, well, is this going to be driven by the compliance department? Is this going to be driven by the IT guys? Is this going to be driven by technical folks? Is this going to be driven by... And the answer is all the above, yep, I yep. think. I think you so, know? too, for sure. Um, you can't you know, just do something uh, that is a you know, paper-oriented policy without taking into consideration technology. You shouldn't only take into consideration technology and not take into consideration compliance and, and, and policies. Um, so everything's sort of a, a balance that, that, that and, yeah. and everybody needs to be represented. You can't, you have to deal with operational issues. I mean, listen, Microsoft's great. They have tons of shortcomings. I mean, there's mm -hmm. no issue that, you know, um, we were working And they'll admit some of them. Some well, of them yeah. they won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we, we, we were, something as simple, we're working with one of your colleagues, right? And he asked a very, and he's gone through the whole MIP data classification, yep. blah, blah, blah. He asked a very simple question that stopped us. Which is okay. So I've gone through. I set up my policy. I set up my label. I said, you know, it's been working now for you know, you know, six months or so. Um, how many files do I have that are actually not classified? It's a valid question. Simple, right? Simple. Simple question. Simple hard question. answer. Yeah. It ends up that you really can't get the answer easily from Microsoft, right? In terms of what's well, there. you can't get it out of the box. You can't get it out of the box, right? right. Well, you can write queries and searches. Even the and queries are hard to do, right? Right. right? I mean, yeah. you, you can, for example, find. 
all of the files that have been classified fairly straightforward, right. but you can't find all the files, period, to then subtract one from the right, other. Right, right. So, you know, there are gotchas everywhere, uh, but you need a starting point. Well, and, and I think and that's the, the gotchas are, are where a strong governance program comes in, right? Because right? Right, right. the governance program helps you understand, you know, who is accountable for those decisions. Uh, and, and I think, you know, the one thing that's changed, who used to run email, right? right. A messaging team. A messaging team. And right. that was it. Right. Email... You know, and I think one of the challenges is that email has been like the plumbing of an organization. It doesn't get a lot of respect. Well, it, it carries a lot of junk, uh, and, and everyone just expects it to work, right? And, like, which and, is how we expect. And many times, isn't the MT65 team typically the guys or gals that ran email? Well, that, that's the part of the problem, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, not that they aren't a critical player. They are a critical player. They have a role, but they're not the only role. Like as you point out, you know, you have e-discovery, uh, data classification. Actually, Mike. Uh, from Nova Coast, who was on an earlier episode, had a great presentation out here yesterday uh, where he was able to talk about that, talk about uh, uh, all the features and, and really show the cross, the depth uh, that mm -hmm. that you really need to have when you start thinking about M365 and the, and the governance around it. Ironically, having a proper set of governance structure and making sure everybody knows how to play together, it's really defining the proper collaboration for defining <laughs> governance for collaboration really well you know how do you escalate somebody who do you talk to what's the you know how, how do you define these things yeah right? i mean who, who so, is the owner right, right. if you had, who is the one throat to choke for for an office 365 deployment right and i think the answer is there isn't any one person it's a, it's right. a group of people but the other hand we all know what happens with committees yeah um there was a great scene i this weekend i just saw was it ford versus ferrari that, have you seen that movie a little i never finished it I, I gotta admit that i well, watched you, some of it you, you probably saw one one section where the um uh, shelby basically sits down with you know ford uh two right um deuces they used to call him and and, and uh, he makes the point that you know listen if you're gonna win a race if you're gonna win a race you can't do everything by committee right you need right. somebody to, to do the work um but you you know you um, so you need a balance, right? You can't have everything by committee, but you also need to basically communicate with the appropriate folks to do things, right? So um, I think that's part of that plan. And and there's constantly changing things that have to occur. So you need to know what's the yep. what's the chain of command, what's the communication, you know, who is involved in which decisions, right? Not everybody needs to be in every decision. I call it the rule of three. You more than three people, or the other rule that people talk about is the pizza, right? You yeah. never get a meeting together. That's the Amazon. That's the Amazon rule. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, never have more than uh, people uh, that can share a pizza in a particular meeting. So, um, so who do you think is the missing link today? What do you think most organizations miss in their governance structure? I think it's the they typically two things, right? So one, I think they all have the players that they need and the skill sets that they need. Um, I think what they don't have is number number one is education. They haven't cross pollinated right right the different groups with what they're lacking. So whether it's the technical people understanding issues around information security and compliance, or the compliance people understanding capabilities and M365, yeah. you know, and vice versa. I think that, that cross-pollination, I'd, I'd almost put a pause on everything and say, okay, take a couple of weeks and you guys, you know, educate them on, on you know, sort of what you do and then you educate them on what you do so that you have a common meaning. Um, yeah, we make that step number one. And then sort of redefining that, that communication role. Um, waterfall, I guess, strategies of the past are just not going to yeah. work because there's too many issues. There's too, 
we were talking about this, and we'll probably do a separate episode. The easy button. Um, there's no easy button, no. right? It, it, it's it's unfortunately a custom job each and every time. There's a million decisions that have to be made in a very short time frame. Each decision has an impact in multiple, from productivity to user experience to compliance to security, so on and so forth. So you need to have a very quick, facile way to, to be able mm-hmm. to explain issues, make decisions, and move forward. Uh, and and not get into sort of analysis paralysis. Yeah, and I would say from my perspective, the number one person missing at the table, compliance. I don't think enough people engage compliance to really understand what they're doing uh, and and really be willing to rethink it, right? I think everyone's got the security team. I hope, I pray everyone's got the security team. Uh, Everyone's got the messaging team. Um, What's compliance? Like, like just, just a, is privacy compliance? Who's privacy compliance? is part of compliance, but what, what is compliance? Well, I think it, I think it's different in every organization. So, you know, to me, it's HIPAA, and it's how you stay compliant with HIPAA. For other organizations, it may be, uh, you know, PCI and ensuring. Like, I think everyone has to define what compliance means to them. But I think compliance has to play a role, you know, in your Office 365 deployment or your your G Suite deployment. Or else, what guardrails are you creating and what basis are they being created on? Is compliance always going to be legal or roll under legal, basically? I don't think it always has to roll under legal. Yeah. I, I think it depends on the organization. I think every organization you know, has a potential to have a slightly different structure. Mm-hmm. In some organizations, audit may hold more of a compliance-type role. So why don't you explain the difference? Because even I get confused these things. What is audit versus compliance versus privacy? Where is it the same? How is it different? Yeah. How does so, it differ? What are they typically? So, so I mean, here's here's the simple way I think about it. Audit is a outside-in perspective. So if you look at your governance structure of a company, you, your auditors, even though they're employed by your company, they don't report into finance. They don't report into IT. They don't report into the business. They report to the board. Oh, really? So your audit group is a function of the board. They're there to make sure, you know, they're the day-to-day eyes, if you will, of the board, right? Because the board is, you know, as, as amazing as, as our board is, right, they're, they're not involved at that level. Right. Uh, but, but they have oversight and responsibility to ensure that, you know, everything's operating the way it should. Um, whereas compliance is the internal look. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it is, you know, definitely more focused on, um, on, on, in our case, HIPAA, um, you know, I think audit is more focused on SOCs and, you know, government, uh, financial reporting and, and those sort of things. Uh, and then, and then privacy for us is like directly accountable, uh, to taking customer complaints related to, uh, HIPAA and, and, and customer, you know, saying, um, Hey, I got mail someone else's letter. You know, and, and now I know that someone has disease, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, you know, ensuring that, that those compliance uh, needs for, for managing that situation are being met. So everything comes down to, and everything that you said, and I said, right, everything sort of comes down to an interpretation, typically, of laws. Most of mm-hmm. it's not black and white. Um, nope, not at there, all. There, there are capabilities and limitations in every tool that's out, yep. including MP65. So at some point, when there is a... Uh, a risk that somebody will choose to basically take or not take. Yep. What it really comes down to is a business decision, right? Risk is simply a matter of managing right. to you know a business. So, but I think what most people get wrong about risk is accurately recording it. Correct. So, so accepting a risk, uh, you know, above me most of the time. Mm-hmm. My job as a security professional, I believe, is to make sure the risk is well articulated and understood. Uh, but then it's up to a business leader. To really say, I, I, I'm going to put my name down. 
I'm taking that risk. So that was my point. What in in everything we discussed, we never discussed having a business person involved. So how does how does the business person get get what is their input and their appetite for risk? How does that sort of so? Come into play? I, I mean, I think the business is the driver. So you know, the whole IT structure around it, like like there's some plumbing, right? Like making the email flow, business ain't gonna be involved in that, mm-hmm. right? Make, making sure you have your MX records. Okay, the business doesn't care, mm-hmm. um, right? That's just an IT. You got to do it. But when it comes to enabling features, mm-hmm. uh, like, hey, I noticed that um, external sharing's turned off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and UIT made this decision mm-hmm. uh, because we know Microsoft has it on by default. Right. Um, you know, we want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think that's where the business comes in and gets involved. Or the opposite issue, right? Preventing your users from connecting to other tenants. Now, I don't see. I know I don't want to be biased towards business people, but I don't see business people thinking about that risk. They're not, but right. I, but, but, so but, we we made that governance decision. But I think they need to understand the implications and, right. and of the decision so they can be supportive of it. Like, why was that made? Right. How are you How are you protecting my business? Right. By, right. How does that decision protect? How are you business? protecting our data? Right. Well, our customers, our brand. Which comes down to my our business, right? right. It all comes yeah. down to you know the whole point is to make money, right? We're yeah. not in here for uh, 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 you know our health, so to speak. So how do that's the other role I think that's missing is is, is how do they have their two cents in it? Because they uh, on a day to day business on a day to day basis, the end result of all this functionality and the end result of M three six five is enabling business people to more directly take into their own hands the ability to share and collaborate and manage their business, right? So they will they will they will be directly impacted by all of these decisions, mm-hmm. right, that these committees and these different people are doing. And how do we, you know, should they be part of that discussion to some degree so that they understand that no, we were part of the decision to disable external sharing right. or disable, you know, do these things. And we understand why we made that decision and it makes sense. And we're not just bitching about it, right? Because we don't, we haven't, you know, I don't know. It just came down from God, right? And, and you know, we, we were not part of that process. And therefore, we have a right to complain about it, right? Because yeah. we don't understand it. Like I said, I think that's maybe a phase thinking a little bit ahead. But I, right, I think right. if you're reading... A little higher level maturity. If, 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 if you're, but if you're thinking about it now, you should... Uh, well, one of the things that you always... And when we talk about you and you talk to other peers of yours, right? You, what do you call that group? You have that group that you, you always say saves your ass all the time, the... The, the business users, the, I forget which. Oh, uh, the uh, ITAs, the IT ambassadors. Yeah, I would tell people, the, what, what is that? What does that mean? What, what, why, why is it safe? Yeah, so, a bunch of time? so it's a little different. You know, today we're really talking about governance, but I, ITAs, IT ambassadors, uh, I don't own any credit for that group, um, but, I, but I do, like Nick says, appreciate their uh, participation. So it's really the idea that, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll pick on Apple for a minute or Microsoft. When they're rolling out a new OS, they have a beta release. Uh, right, I, you know, some of you, myself included, may participate in them, uh, and you have the ability to report bugs, give feedback, say, you know, this doesn't work the way it's documented, uh, and that's what our ITAs are. So our ITAs are internal beta testers. That doesn't mean they're testing like a beta piece of software. Generally, it's a public release. It's a full, but but it's our beta of it, right? It's our first time rolling out. It's our configuration. It's our documentation. It's our deployment. Um, so we still treat that like a beta. And, and we have a group of a couple of hundred business users uh, that, that are representative of all of our segments. Uh, and, and we're able to get a cross section of them to participate and kind of be that validation, you know, for their area. I want you to put that in context. A couple hundred users out of? Out of 80,000. 80,000. Um, 
So it's it's so it's still it's a small percentage. Like a lot, it's a very small percentage. Yeah, it's a very small percentage, uh, but it's a meaningful percentage. You know, so we'll pick on finance. There might be two or three people from finance, but they're but they're they know that they're there representing the finance department. There may be two or three people there from our call center, but they know that they're representing the call center. I mean, this is this is kind of half volunteer, half part of their job, meaning that they they volunteer to be part of it, but it is part of their job now. Uh, so, uh, and, and generally they're more forward thinking, uh, in their use of technology. Like they're, they're not afraid of new technology. Um, uh, they are the early adopters. Uh, so, so that, that's a, that's a great group. But I think that that's a group that validates, right? Some yeah. Of the, also the policy, some, decisions some of the decisions, the right? Yeah. And I know, you know, you've talked about in the past, sometimes they push back and you explain it's not their decision, but I still think that if they, if they push back. Um, explaining to you how you're truly impacting a meaningful business process, right? Yeah. Um, even if it's not what you asked them, I mean, I think that feedback will well, well, and actually, take it into account. Yeah, it's, right? funny you, it's funny you say that. So one thing that uh, one of our, our leaders uh, has, been, has been really kind of pushing is moving away from IT change management and IT communication to um, organizational change management. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't talk about the new button that was added to the toolbar. Right. Talk about why the new button's there, what it enables, what it empowers, why it's important, uh, and and just focus less on the change and focus more on the uh, focus less on the IT change, right. focus more on the impact, the experience, the the importance of it. Right. And I think that 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 really goes a long way. Right. I mean, I think everything. Uh, so so personal learning lesson here. A few weeks ago, uh, I've got a number of mentors uh, that, I, that I work with regularly, uh, and and one of them, Callie, uh, I was working with her. And, um, you know, I said, give me one thing. That's all. Just one thing you think I could do that would make me more effective as a leader. Uh, and, you know, we talk every month-ish or so, if not more often, but at least monthly. Uh, and, and this had been, you know, burning through my mind. Like, what could I do? And, and she, her feedback was simple. Start with the business. Work your way back. So after we had that conversation, she said, you know, what are you? So tell me something you're working on. Right. And right away, my first instinct was to talk about technology. Uh, and I started talking about DMARC, actually, and how awesome DMARC is. And, 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 and about not even 10 seconds in, I said, stop. I'm going to start again. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and, I, and I reframed the whole conversation about our brand mm-hmm. and, and how DMARC enables me to protect the brand mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and ensure that our customers and our, our employees, our associates, our team don't get phishing emails that look like they're from the company. Right. So... You know, right, right away, we just had this conversation uh, about start with the business. And, and, you know, as IT people, we get excited about technology. As security people, we get excited about technology. But really taking a step back, reframing that conversation, uh, I, I think even in the governance, um, you know, goes, goes a long way since, since our theme today is governance. Well, I mean, it all comes back to that, right? You, you need to connect it. And, and, you know, a lot of folks struggle with now it's, it's black and white. It has to be this. It has to be that. And, and no, it doesn't have to be anything. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, um, there's a, there's a duty and a fiduciary duty and a compliance duty that you have, but you know, it's, it's not a criminal offense. It's a penalty that you may have to pay. Um, it may impact your business by, I don't know, maybe losing your license or, or, or getting put in a, a penalty box in terms of what's there. A fine. A fine or, yeah. but corrective action plan you can yeah. rationalize these things right, right. you know do you, if, if would you take a risk to take your business you know uh, increase by 10x 
you know, for, for some level of risk. Well, as an entrepreneur, that's a decision you have well, to make every day. Yeah, make those every day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, but you know, on, on a, on a, on a bigger scale, smaller impact, right. Businesses are making that decision all the time. Yeah. You know, as they're growing without really changes. thinking about it and documenting it. Well, and that, and that's, that's, that's the important part is, is it's okay to take risk as long as you understand it, the bigger you get, yeah. um, you get into one of two modes, right. That I've seen, right. In large companies, either you get into analysis paralysis. Oh yeah. Oh, right? hate that, hate that, hate that. Or you're, or you're cowboys, right. Yeah. You just like whatever. Right. And, and, and. You know, obviously the, the right the, the two extremes are, are not good. Right, yeah. right, exactly. And, and and that's an issue. I'm working with one customer right now and I think they're an analysis paralysis. They're just yeah. um, but I think part of their part of their they think they're conservative and they think they have all these great policies in effect. The reality is they don't. Right. <laughs> you know. Um, so uh, and that's another and we had a previous episode on this in terms of you know, a unbiased way of measuring your compliance and your risk, the, the risk, oh, yeah, yeah. The risk we're talking about. Well, go listen to Michael's uh, episode uh, from Novacos where he joins us for two episodes Michael to talk Hyman, about right. uh, all, all different ways you can uh, use M365 tools to, to measure your compliance levels uh, and how well you're deploying the product. And as always, it may seem like we're babbling a lot, but everything's interconnected, right? Unfortunately, yeah. there's no... Which is um, the exciting part about it. Well, you know, if you like uh, making puzzles and solving problems and, and putting together the pieces, it's definitely a, a massive problem. Um, no one person can solve it. You really have to get your team with you. You need to get like-minded people thinking about it. You need to get leadership behind you and understanding it. You need to be educating them. It's a tough problem, uh, but it's a worthwhile one because I think it's, yeah. it, it can make a large, meaningful impact to the business and, and really allow for better transparency and, and, uh, and quicker, you know, embracing of, of change, you know, is what it comes down to. Right. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Uh, you know, you, you heard us talk about governance today. Uh, you, you've heard us talk about, you know, a lot of topics uh, over these episodes uh, and, you know, exciting uh, that we've made it this long and this far. I, I was reading a stat that a lot of podcasts fail after six episodes. So six? We, yeah, six. Okay. Uh, so we've made it well past that, thankfully. Right. Uh, we appreciate your time. Uh, and, and, you know, drop a comment. Tell us what you think is missing in governance today. Or if you've solved the magic problem. We want to have you on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> drop us an email. Uh, MyCollaborationChronicles at gmail.com. Uh, so, you know, drop us a line. We'd love to have you. There's, there's nothing better than uh, getting to hear from our peers about what they've done successfully. All right. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. We'll see you in the next one.